Welcome to the Curious Creators Podcast, the place which allows you to explore your imagination, creativity, and listen to expert insights from the world of art and design. Welcome to Data Marsh. Imagine a vehicle that can drive you five miles for a penny. A vehicle that needs no petrol, just a battery. And that takes the press of a button to start, the squeeze of a lever to stop. That needs no license, no road tax, and you can drive whether you're 14 or 40. A vehicle that costs just 399 pounds. Sinclair C5. It's a new power in personal transport. This is Unit from the Economics Program on Types of Business Integration. Your projector should be on slide one. Please change slides when you hear the tone. The tendency for firms to diversify their range of products has certainly been very evident in recent years. When the economy ceases temporarily to expand, there's an increase in unemployment and a general fall in earnings, with opportunities for overtime greatly reduced. With less money to spend, some of the first decisions taken by people in general are to cut back on eating out, to reduce the purchase of newspapers and magazines, and to restrict home entertainment. Horizontal integration. Horizontal integration is the name that we give to the activity whereby a firm assumes control of another firm which is engaged in the same line of activity. It's important to remember that the names of the firm's products may survive long after the firm itself has disappeared. Many goods are branded goods, that is, they're marketed under a trade name, and it may very well suit the successful firm to continue to use the brand name to the companies it has taken over, since they're familiar to consumers, and consumers may well be loyal to the product. Taking over of a rival company may well result in loss of jobs for some workers.
Maimon and Jones are fascinated by the hallucinogenic potential of everyday experiences. Their ongoing project Data Mosh is a site of excavation and construction, awakening the analog spectre of the recent past. It reanimates obsolete technology and information, developing a montage of psychedelic improvisation and performance. This collaboration came about when artists Paul R. Jones and Guy Maiman discovered a large archive of 35mm slides, audio cassettes and A4 booklets earmarked for destruction at the art school where they were working. This material was no longer wanted because of a perception it was rendered obsolete by the digital hardware and Wi-Fi access ubiquitous in the 21st century. Jones and Maiman were fascinated by the analog equipment required to access this material, the degraded quality of the sounds and images held within, resonating strongly with their childhood memories of 1980s schooling and the difference in atmosphere between the analog media of 30 years ago compared to the perfect fidelity of the digital. The 1980s was a period colored by an optimism regarding the nascent industries of microprocessing and industrial farming, juxtaposed against the paranoia of an era engaged with the ideological battles of the Cold War. Political and social upheaval in the United Kingdom, a growing awareness of diseases such as AIDS and the environmental threat of acid rain were subjects which permeated the classroom on a daily basis. This archive presents the artists with an opportunity to collaborate on a project incorporating montage, performance and sound to engage again with these virtually forgotten artifacts of the recent past, using them as raw material to fashion new narratives and render information committed to slide and tape with the intention of imparting factual information into something fluid, mysterious and sublime. We're going to examine part of the nervous system of the locust and try to find out how the patterns of certain nerve impulses are related to the insect's behavior when threatened by a possible predator. If they'd had caravans in the olden days, they'd never have had to invent the magic carpet. Scramble the letters of the word caravan and what you get? you get freedom. Naja, vielleicht passiert das ja mit Captain Beefheart auch einmal so, denn in Amerika gehört er schon zu den ganz Großen. Seine Musik erinnert ein bisschen an Frank Zappa, aber das darf man ihm nicht sagen, dann sieht er nämlich rot. In den nächsten fünf Minuten haben wir jetzt also Captain Beefheart und seine Magic Band mit einem äh, recht burlesken Titel und der heißt I'm gonna booglerize you, baby. 
last few years have seen the realization of a major new environmental threat, one which kills fish, weakens trees, damages crops and corrodes buildings. Pollution from industrial areas is being carried hundreds of miles by the wind before falling back to earth. Silent, invisible menace. Acid rain. that these people hitch themselves to their mighty prostheses out of fear as much as out of desire. Where can you get hundreds of price cuts that help keep the cost of living in check? Check out a Tesco. Check out a 15 and three quarter ounce can of Heinz baked beans, 12 and a half P. A pound of stalk SB margarine, 26 and a half P. Three pounds of McDougal's flour, 24 and a half p. 150 gram carton of ski yogurt, seven and a half p. A 200 gram pack of Jacob's cream crackers, 11 and a half p. A large can of ideal evaporated milk, 15 and a half p. The pound jars of Chivers jelly marmalade, 19 and a half p. A liter bottle of Tesco low calorie drinks, 14 and a half p. A half pound of Tesco butter, 19 and a half p. The six-pack of Penguin Biscuits, 19 and a half p. Check out your local Tesco, because Tesco has price cuts that help keep the cost of living in check. one of sensory inundation. Fragments of sound, some familiar, some alien, drift in the ether of the audio canal, while all around one is washed by projected images, faded slide projections and the humming drone of many old machines. In a dark room, one wanders among these ruins, technological and narrative, that are gradually becoming extinct. Timothy Leary speaks of various kinds of visions including the retinal circus and the magic theater, which include whirling fragmenting symbols, dream states, kaleidoscopic colors, archetypal figures and a host of accompanying emotions. Itamosh makes visible an experiential state. The sound image matrix forms a constantly changing, fluorescent octopi skin, a counterweight to its material base. But they are locked together, an inseparable organism of skeletal and muscular mass and rapidly flowing vertiginous information. This is an analog realm of frames, tape and print, where information is somehow more physical than the digital. This brings a heaviness and a materiality to the proceedings, a weight both in actual stuff but also in experience. The machines click and hum and expel warm air. Carried on this surface of heavy impedimenta, image and sound chart are likely slight paths, sometimes intersecting, sometimes remaining companionless. Data Mosh may be understood as a rehearsal space, a slippage in time, surrounded by the sights and sounds of an archaic modernity. 
Analog technology is a type of technology that uses a continuous signal, rather than a digital one. This means that analog technology is more susceptible to error and distortion than digital technology. Image, video and sound are the primary source of most contemporary visual media. Imagery is at the core of online activity and sharing as we know it. Poor images are the contemporary wretched of the screen, the debris of audiovisual production, the trash that washes up on the digital economy's shores. They testify to the violent dislocation, transferals, and displacement of images, their acceleration and circulation within the vicious cycles of audiovisual capitalism. Poor images are dragged around the globe as commodities or their effigies, as gifts or as bounty. They spread pleasure or death threats, conspiracy theories or bootlegs, resistance or stultification. Poor images show the rare, the obvious, and the unbelievable, that is, if we can still manage to decipher it. But the history of images goes much further than that. They are an important part of our cultural heritage, and they play a significant role in our everyday lives. In particular, depictions of people and things have been used to communicate ideas and messages for centuries. A process of exploration data mining responding to an excess of visual and audio material through deconstruction and recontextualization. To create new narratives through unexpected combinations finding links between previously unconnected images. Blurring the line between subject and audience. Putting the viewer at the center of the spectacle. Datamosh has the potential to create a new form of narrative, one in which the viewer is both participant and spectator. By blurring the line between subject and audience, Datamosh creates a space in which spectators can be participants in the production of meaning.
If you've enjoyed today's discussion, don't forget to follow this podcast for free on your podcast app of choice and avoid missing out on any future panel discussions. Keep up to date with us via social media at Art Design Wales and we will see you next time.